This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas Dvarim About two weeks ago, a friend of mine called me up and he asked me for an idea for a cantata. For those of you who may not know, the camps put on a presentation, a play. It's usually a sad play with some singing to get the campers into the mood of Tishabov. And they usually put it on the night or two before Tishabov. So a friend of mine called me up and asked me for an idea. And uh, I said, you know, it's a, it's a little late for that, don't you think? To think of an idea now. He says, you know, I'm just, I don't want any more Holocaust stories. I don't want any more Inquisition, Inquisition stories. Just something else. I said, well, what do you have in mind? He said, he wants, we'd like to put on a play about the life of a day of a boy in Yerushalayim when the basement was around. I said, well, what would that consist of? He says, what do you mean all the miracles that went on in the base of Migdash? There were no flies there. The smoke went straight up. The fire came down. I said, that's beautiful. But what about the boys who lived in Haifa or Netanya or Tzvas? They didn't see these things. So how is their life different? How are you going to give over to the children of what you're missing, the ties of the base of Migdash, if they didn't live right near the base of Migdash? What was so special otherwise? And he was quiet. Let me tell you what I shared with him. It was a mice with Rizal Salanter who once met one of the very, very wealthy ladies in London. And this lady and her husband were married for many years. They didn't have any children. And after many years of marriage, they finally had a child. And as one can imagine, that child grew up with every single luxury imaginable. Very, very wealthy family. He had so many, he had maids walking wherever he went, and he had butlers and he had servants. If he dropped something, he never had to bend down to pick it up. It was picked up right away. It was just everything he needed. It's almost as if he, he wanted to scratch his shoulder, his shoulder, and somebody would come run and, and scratch it for him. He had everything. And your Salanter asked this lady, he says, Tell me, if your son wants to take out his handkerchief to blow his nose, and he sticks his hand in his pocket, and he realizes the handkerchief is not there. It's not in his right pocket. It's in his left pocket. How do you prevent that from happening to your son? And she looks at him. She starts laughing. She says, oh, come on, Rabbi. Then he just sticks his left hand into his left pocket. He'll take it out then. And later on, his Salanter was telling over the story to someone. And he started crying. And the person looks at him and says, why are you crying? He says, you know, there's a Gemara that tells us in Eirchen, Tezainam and Beis. The Gemara says, how far do Yisurim go? The Gemara says, why do you want how far Yisurim go? How far does pain and suffering go? The Gemara says, because Akadosh Baruch Hu brings pain and suffering to people in this world for their affairs. So they shouldn't get that punishment in the next world. So the Gemara wants to know what's considered suffering. So Gamora gives a few examples. You buy some clothing and it doesn't fit. That's uncomfortable. You bought something and now it doesn't fit. Gamora says, no, no, no. It's even less than that. You wanted a cold drink and it was a hot drink. Or you wanted a hot drink and it was a cold drink. Gamora says, no, it's even less than that. If you put on your undershirt and you put it on backwards, that's pain and suffering. Now you got to take it off and put it all the way. And Gamora says, no, it's even less than that. It's even as small as if you put your hand in to take out uh, a quarter, 
you put your hand inside your pocket to take out a dime, and a quarter came out. And as Rashi says, now you have to go through the trouble of sticking your hand in your pocket to take out the other coin. Even that little pain, Hashem goes and counts that against our Averis, to, re- to, to redeem us from our Averis. And so Salanter said, look at what a perfect world Hashem made. Here you have this couple that they give everything to the child, but it's no big deal. Stick his hand in his pocket and other pocket, what's the big deal? That's nothing. But the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Kaddish Baruch Hu made a perfect world. He made a perfect world. If you stick your hand in your pocket to take out a dime, why should a quarter come out? Let me ask you, if you would make a world, wouldn't you make it perfect? So you don't think Kaddish Baruch Hu can make a perfect world? And of course, he made a perfect world. But unfortunately, we do things that we shouldn't do sometimes. And Hashem and His kindness is making us pay for it here and not in Elam But other than that, it's a perfect world that Hashem made. There's no reason why a child has to get run over by a car, and there's no reason why someone has to drown, and there's no reason why someone has to get a sickness like cancer, but it's much less than that. When Mashiach comes, there'll be no such thing as pouring milk into your coffee and finding out the milk is spoiled. Not in a perfect world. In a perfect world, you open up your bottle of seltzer, it's never flat. That's a perfect world. And that's what we are missing without our base amigdash. Because the Karsh created a perfect world. In order for that world to be perfect, we need to have the base amigdash. May it be speedily and in our times. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.